Did you know that you can spin plates on the end of a stick? Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's September 27th, 2009. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 134. This is no agenda. Armed with nothing more than a PayPal account and a cell phone. Coming to you from the minimum security containment cell in Gitmo Nation, West San Francisco, California. I'm Adam Curry. And from the Pacific Northwest Gitmo Enclave, while dodging black helicopters, I'm John C. Crack. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Dodging black helicopters, John. <laughs> There's a bunch of them up here. Really? Yeah, constantly. Cool. In fact, a whole slew of them landed over at our local airport. I think three or four of them, like about a month ago. You, you're shitting me. You, really? Yeah, there was. They landed there because uh, there's a bunch of. Uh, are they are they literally black? Yeah, yeah, the black <laughs> the black helicopters, the ones you see in Washington D.C. Yeah, uh, I mean, people joke about them all the time, and and uh, go to Washington D.C. sometime and just look up. There are black helicopters all over the place. It's also in the new uh, in the new Dan Brown book. There's a couple of instances of the of the black helicopter landing in D.C. And they have whisper mode. Well, that I. <laughs> you know, we start the show and all, we start the show and all of a sudden your your Skype connection is kind of funky. Oh, I don't know why. Uh, Let me kill a few things. Maybe it's my uh, browser. Yeah, maybe uh you should have waited until all the porn was uploaded. Mind you, I'm t saying to people that John uploads porn, not downloads. He's got a huge business on the side. If I had that business, I wouldn't be talking to you. <laughs> I'm sure that I'd be making a lot of money. <laughs> Uh, hey man, we went to uh, Christina and I went to Stinson Beach yesterday. Yeah, it's a good spot. Yeah, and uh, I, I I noticed something which I didn't know was uh, I don't know if I can call it a trend or I thought it was something very specific only to uh, to kind of like weird uh, hippied out places like uh, where uh, where I went in Spain. Uh, this rock balancing. Have you uh, heard of this? Uh, no. Okay. Rock balancing is, and I, and I saw this for the first time in Formentera, is essentially um, people getting into kind of like a zen-like state and balancing rocks on top of each other. And, uh, and this typically happens near the sea, um, you know, obviously a place where there are rocks. And on Stinson Beach, you know, you, when you kind of get down to the beach, on the left-hand corner there near the uh, near the cliffs there was a whole slew of people balancing rocks on top of each other and this shit is outrageous john when you see the uh, uh, did you bring your camera and just take some pictures yeah there's uh, christina put a couple pictures on uh, on her facebook site so i'll uh, i'll grab one and i'll i'll put it i'll publish that somewhere uh, but if you go to wikipedia uh, it turns out that this is like a, a new age thing <laughs> and it's being done all over here, I just sent you a link on uh, on Skype. Check it out though, because you you look at this stuff, it's like, huh? And and this was with the things you'll see in the, on this wiki page are almost as exciting as what I saw yesterday on Stinson Beach. It's just outrageous what people are stacking up on top of each other, and I'm like, this has got to be something of the dawning of the age of Aquarius. You know, this has got to be something that can only be done now with the magnetic poles and the solar winds, and there's got to be some, be some gravitational pull to it and people getting into some new consciousness slash awareness that they're able to do this. Um, huh. You see that? What? You see, 
what? It's a rock. <laughs> yeah, but but look it's at how somebody's they're... put on a thing, and they, and it happens to be you know in balanced. Yeah. Have you tried this? I do this all the time. <laughs> I'm doing it now. It's not easy, dude. It, it's so I don't know. It was just it was to me. It was like, huh? Oh, I thought this was only like a hippie thing down in Spain, but no, it's happening everywhere. Did you know that you can spin plates on the end of a stick? <laughs> Hold on, let me let me just mark that. I love it when I get the opening of the show so early on. <laughs> I'm just saying, okay? I'm just saying. I thought it was interesting. Well, you know, you know, Marin County is the hippy dippy uh, nexus of California. Yeah. So it's no shock that yeah. they'd be doing something. But this, but this is something that's relatively new. You know, this hasn't been going on since the six since the sixties, and the rocks have certainly been around since the sixties. So, I'm just saying, it's uh, I would say it's uh, noteworthy. Looks like it goes back to a book by Stuart Finch, or no, by Sarah Phelan. Interestingly enough, Who's... Sarah Phelan from from the Phelan family uh-huh. uh, in Metro. Oh, it was a newspaper article in Metro Santa Cruz, and it was. Uh, Stuart Finch doing rock balancing in 2001, and then it kind of lang- well, there's a well, there's a no no 1999. There's a Christian Science Monitor story that predates it, that, uh, and then uh, 1994. That's all at the bottom of the wiki, wiki page. Yeah, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing Partners that. Beach works strike a balance between art and nature. That's probably the original down in L.A. figures. Great <laughs> crazy freaks. Well, anyway, it's it's um, it's seeing a resurgence. Then let's put it that way, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Did you try it? Um, in Formentera, I did, but the stuff I saw at Stinson Beach yesterday, I'm like, I was intimidated. I'm like, no fucking way, I can't do that. <laughs> it's just almost impossible. It's quite impressive, but I will try some now for sure. I got to try me some of that rock balancing. So okay. So that was it. What did you, you know, there's a lot of little nug, uh, gemstones on that beach. Uh, I didn't find any. Hmm. Didn't find any gemstones. Um, and I will say, we also saw another movie which I'd like to review briefly. All right, District Nine. <laughs> oh, you know, I've been wanting to see that. I'm going to see it on DVD, obviously. Okay. But everybody who, every John. nerd who's seen that movie says it's the greatest thing ever. John. That is the biggest piece of crap I've ever had to sit through. <laughs> Christine and I were somebody doesn't like it. <laughs> Christine and I were sitting there, and after like seven minutes, we look at each other like, "This is gonna suck ass." <laughs> yeah, it probably will. And then there's just all these stomach churning moments. I actually got like uh, acid reflux just sitting there watching the movie. Uh, what, Christina? Yeah, yeah. I don't, let, let's not spoil all the great moments in the movie. And uh, it's done by uh, Peter Jackson. Isn't he the... Peter Jackson. Uh, yeah, he's the guy who did the Muppet movie. <laughs> the Muppet movie? Okay. I thought he did some other epic uh, thing. Was it the Muppets he did? I think it was the Muppets. He did those little gnomes that run around. And Lord of the Rings. Lord it. of the Rings. The Muppet <laughs> Exactly. It's the Muppet movie guy. So, you know, it's just like you sit there and you and you you're waiting for something to happen and it's just nothing ever happens. Which is exactly like Lord of the Rings. 
which I saw, you know, I saw like one, and I'm like, okay, that's another three hours of my life I'm not going to get back. I'm not going to watch any more Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry. I don't get it. It's just not for me. Well, and, I'm getting the impression that the Lord of the – now having heard this review from you, which I still have not heard a negative review except until now. I haven't seen it. But uh, but I'm now getting the impression that it was the people who like Lord of the yeah. Rings who probably liked this movie and they were raving about yeah, it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's, it's well made. I'm, I'm, make no mistake. The cinema, cinematography and the special effects are uh, outstanding, actually. Uh, and costume design, again, outstanding. But it's like, oh, dude, and a lot of subtitles. You know, because it's like aliens going, you know, if I want to see subtitles, I'll go watch like a foreign film, like a film noir or something. And I'm like, now I'm yeah, like, where you I, learn I, something. <laughs> yeah, and if I, yeah, exactly. If I could actually learn some of the alien speak. But it was, uh, and it was, uh, and and the other characters were all South African. They had done in Klingon, you know, <laughs> which is a real language. Yeah, I know. Klingon, you, you can actually learn. Uh, and the rest is all South African, which is kind of disturbing by itself. The only funny thing is these aliens, uh, you know, they were, they're basically seen as outcasts, and they've all been herded into a ghetto, which is D- District 9, and everyone, you know, and there's a slang derogatory term for them, which is prawns. And it's just, it's just, it's just kind of funny. You know, hey, you prawn, you know, almost like using the N-word on, uh, on a person of African-American descent. And it was just, but it was also with that South African accent, prawns. <laughs> On the Barbie. <laughs> if, if that was only in the movie, if, if someone had cut one, one shrimp on the Barbie joke, it would have been funny. Then I would have liked it. But it just wasn't there. Piece of crap. And, and you know what? If you well, want to. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Tell us what, what give us the story. First of all, shot, something for, that you cave deck, if you reveal it, it's going to ruin it for somebody. Oh, no, it's not going to ruin it for anybody. Okay, so the story is 20 years ago, a huge spaceship um, parks itself over Johannesburg, South Africa, and and nothing happens. And so they go up and uh, and they, they knock on the door. They knock on the door and they <laughs> and no one hey, opens. You guys, anybody in there? So they so they drill it open and there's all these aliens, like a million of them, and they're all like sick, unhealthy because they can't you know they can't get their ship out of in, back into orbit, whatever. So they transport them all down. They put them into District Nine, which becomes a ghetto. They love cat food, by the way, and and they and they're just treated as you know they're basically in an uh, in a FEMA camp. And nothing happens, but these prawns are seen as pests, and um, and then uh, so they're going to move them to a real concentration camp where they can, because they have to clean up this ghetto, and and they do it in a very typical fascist way. It's like you know, hey prawn, get out of here! You know you've got to, you've got 24 hours to to go to your new tent, your new beautiful tent. And of course, the prawns don't really want to do that. But uh, then it, you know, it all comes down to a couple of characters where they've been working for 20 years on building this special module, which will go up, reconnect with the ship. Once that reconnects, then all of the prawns can be beamed out of there, and uh, and then they they can go back home. And uh, and then the main character, who's who works for MNU Multinational. Uh, Multinational Universal or whatever, which is basically a um, a kind of um, uh, not Blackwater, but a kind of Halliburton type company. Um, they're given the assignment, the no bid contract to move all the prawns out, and the guy who's running that he um, move them out to where? To the, where are they going to move them to? They're, no, they're going to move them to the concentration camp from the oh. from the slum to the concentration. It's this is my point, John. I was like, Bleh. 
And then, so then he gets some kind of alien fluid sprayed in his face, and then he starts to become an alien hybrid. And then it's all about him becoming a hybrid. And because he's a hybrid, he can actually work. And he can understand their, the, the, the hurt that they feel. Well, oh, yeah. Not only that, but, but he can then use their, their weapons because he has the oh, DNA. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You can't use their weapons unless you're one of them. Exactly. Oh, it was crap, 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 crap. There you go. Huh. Two, one big crap down. Wow. Yeah. Really? Now, how did it end? By, <laughs> wait, wait, let me guess. Because now they understood each other. <laughs> yeah, no, not exactly. I, I don't want to spoil it, John. Oh, come on. I, no, I'm not going to no, go see it now. No, I want people to go see it. and, in, and in, I want to please go through the same experience I did and tell me if the ending was worth it. Come on. Tell us the ending. I refuse. I refuse. Oh. No way. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. It's supposed to be one of the best endings in any movie ever. You're kidding me. That's what they said. Who's saying this shit? These people. <laughs> they? <laughs> they. I get that clip about they. Uh. <laughs> Who's they? I'm sorry. It's, a, it's, a, it's horrible. And, and, my, and my, my daughter's really into this kind of stuff. She and did, she didn't like it. No, 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 no. She said, should we walk out? And I said, well, dude, we're already like a half hour into it. <laughs> Seriously. I love walking out on stuff. <laughs> there were lots I of people. I walked out on Old Yeller. <clears throat> oh, my God. That's I couldn't a- take it. I thought Old Yeller was a piece of crap. I was a kid. I guess I was in high, in high school or <laughs> I read the book. And I, and and I, I got like- <laughs> up and walked out. I walked out of... Uh, I walked out of. Uh, I walked out of a lot of movies, but sometimes you just get up and leave. Yeah. Well, a lot of people were walking out. Were yeah. they? Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I th- I'd say a third of the theater walked out. You're kidding. Mm-mm. Wow. No, and I, I was just nauseous, so I'm like, yeah, I might as well just sit here. I was just nauseous. I couldn't get up and throw up. Well, it, the whole thing is like fingernails falling off and puking black stuff. And it's like, oh, all right. Oh, so it's also gross. Yeah, it, in a way. Yeah, yeah, in a way it is kind of gross. I don't like people puking on camera. I don't like it. It's just I'm not into it. I don't like people puking in my general direction. Uh, there's a word for that, emetophobia. They're just not into it. I, I don't like puking. If you got to puke, don't call me. Unless you're really hot in a hole. Hello, Adam. <laughs> I have I have held uh, pretty pretty beautiful women's hair while they were puking, but that's still kind of an unattractive thing. <laughs> so, um, before we get into true Gitmo stuff, I, I got a real problem that uh, is is really 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 pissing me off. The um, you know every year around this time since 1986 or 1987. Uh, particularly when I was living in the New York area, either in the city or uh, in New Jersey and working in the city, it would be kind of an exciting time because it would be time for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, induction dinner. Are you familiar with this? Yep. So, And it, it's never been televised, uh, but you always have a couple of highlights. And what was kind of cool about it is you have the biggest rock and roll superstars uh, in all history, all coming together at the Waldorf Astoria, you'd uh, you'd have to pay. At the time, it was a thousand dollars a seat uh, for the dinner, a horrible rubber chicken dinner, and you had to know somebody to buy into a table. 
So, of course, you know, with the MTV vibe, I could always get in. And it was the funniest thing because you'd have all these guys who would never be caught dead in a tuxedo, and they would all be wearing tuxedos. And, you know, literally, from, from Bob Dylan to, um, uh, to Mick Jagger to everybody, all, all dressed in penguin suits. And then the cool thing at the end of the night is, you know, after everyone got inducted and we'd have these, you know, the great speeches and funny speeches and it was kind of, it was a real small, tight industry thing. Then there would be the famous Rock and Roll Hall of Fame jam. And, and usually Paul Schaefer of uh, uh, Letterman's band, he would lead it. And you get like, you know, you just get this array of people on stage like, oh, my God, I can't believe all these guys are jamming together. Right. So you, you got kind of the vibe. So um, this year, things are going to be done a little bit differently. First of all, it's going to be held at Madison Square Garden. It Uh is going, yeah. So that right there tells you something's fucked up. Yep. It's going to be televised. Uh Uh Uh-huh. I think it might even be live. I happen to know two of the the two uh, ex-MTV or... They still work for MTV. Two MTV guys I know who are uh, producing this uh, this telecast. And now may I please read to you the list of nominees for the 2010 induction. So that means that of these names, 12 nominees, um, I think five of them will be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You ready? Uh, can I guess what you're going to do? It's going to be one of those ridiculous lists. No, well, it, yeah, but it, I, this is not a joke list. This is the actual list. Go. The Hollies, okay. Mm-hmm. The Chantels, okay. Mm-hmm. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, no. okay. I don't think so. LL Cool J, nope. Kiss, Jimmy Jeez. Cliff. Genesis. Jimmy Clips of Reggae. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but it gets better. Genesis. Now, Darlene Love. Who's Darlene Love? Darlene Love. She's from. um, uh, (sighs) Yeah. No, she's she's like a Motown artist. Oh, come on. You you know Darlene Love. There's probably. Well, anyway, here come the here come the two final kickers. Donna Summer has been nominated. Donna Summer, disco queen, nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Do they here, know what rock and roll is? Oh, uh, here it comes, John. ABBA. <laughs> ABBA. And there's, it's, uh, you go to rockhall.com, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the official Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum has the audacity and the balls to actually nominate... ABBA to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's official. Rock and Roll is dead from this point on. It does no, it, it's jumped the shark. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck. So, and oh yeah, and by the way, and the Stooges are also nominated, which I think is uh, Iggy, Iggy Pop. Iggy and the Stooges? Yeah, Iggy and the Stooges, which I think That's would be valid. I, it would be valid. So if you take ABBA, Darlene Love, Donna Summer, Jimmy Cliff... LL Cool J, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I mean, what, what is this? This, is, I, this may be the I Blew Judy McGrath at MTV Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but this is not a real Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's, it's bogus, dude. Yeah, you, <laughs> someone in the chat room just said, we're missing Taylor Swift. 
Well, she'll be nominated <laughs> she'll, next year. She'll be nominated next year. I'm sure there's a buzz about her right now. <gasps> she wasn't nominated. <laughs> yeah, Kanye, I could just see Kanye West jumping on stage. Hey, man, Taylor Swift should be nominated. Not this ABBA crap. I bet you ten bucks she gets mentioned. No. Oh wait, no, she'll be in the jam. She'll be jamming. She'll be. She'll be in the All Star Jam. She will. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna refute that. I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> so anyway, it's corruption, man. It's corruption. not. No, it's not corruption. It's craziness. It, I mean, how 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 can you even say? Look, I, I'm not against ABBA. You know, they've got some good tunes. And and I like, you know, the the musical and all that. And, and the, you know, the movie with Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good little franchise they I had didn't going like that there. that movie with Meryl Streep. But that doesn't matter. It's like, you it know. to me. It's, it's, it's okay. But th- please, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, give me a freaking break. And, you know, and even if they're not inducted, just putting them on a nominee list is insulting. It's insulting to, you know... People to, who like rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, Kiss is okay. I mean, they're, they're real, you know, it's kind of bubblegum, but yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. Biggest uh, touring shows uh, ever. Yeah, they probably should be in the Hall of Fame at some sure. point. Sure, Stooges. Fame, yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they held up the yeah. test of time, and they have tribute bands. Yeah. Well, In fact, so I did. saw a tribute band uh, years ago. Uh, we were just float, floating around some people over at PC Magazine. We were having an event in Seattle, and we're floating around Pioneer Square, and we walked into some some club there. There was a lot of music, and there was a there was a kiss. <laughs> was it loud? Band. Was it loud music, John? Did it hurt your ears? <laughs> I always carry ear protection, so. Uh, <laughs> We go in the place. Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. So you you go into a club, right, with all these hot babes, and then you put in these orange-like ear protectors? I actually use the Bilson uh, fiberglass. I think that works better. Okay. So uh, I'm not. I wish I go deaf by these illegally loud bands. I mean, some of these <laughs> things. I had to go through this, the, the early days of there were, when there were groups like, uh, well, I got to see Cream up close. Oh, I mean, uh, that is you know. pretty hot. These guys had like, you know, a thousand am and, and Jimi Hendrix. I saw him six times. I would I'd be deaf if I wasn't uh, wearing ear protection. Wow. Anyway, so uh, so this Kiss band was just cranking up and they had all the, th- the the exact same outfits. They had the fire coming out of the guy's mouth. They did all the, all the every song and every shtick. Uh-huh. And I watched it. And I said, I've seen Kiss. I figured I never have. It was a small venue too, which was cool. But it was exact. It was amazing how, you know, this band. This band was outstanding. I wish I could remember their name. That's my story about Kiss. I know it's not exciting. It's just a story. Well, yeah, that's why I'm not jumping up and down. But I I feel I have seen this band. Let me uh, just switch gears here for a second, uh, John. Please. Um, I saw our president uh, just the other day talking about, um, of course, healthcare reform. And there was a URL, and of course, uh, most of our listeners slash producers will know that you know this is, this, this is the work we actually do. We watch really stupid television, and then we go to URLs, and we record clips off of television, and we do this because we're not just going to let ourselves be hoodwinked by the crap that's being spewed out on us through the media. And uh, the URL was factsaboutreform.org. And I don't have a copy of the commercial. I, I would have expected... Facts about reform.org? Yeah, facts. 
facts. But it's .org, not .gov? No, it's .org, and this was what was interesting. And that's really why it caught my eye. Thank you for bringing that up. And he and he did. Ha- the president did in his commercial talk about these four points: make your own healthcare decisions, keep coverage if you have a pre-existing condition, lowers costs and caps on out-of-pocket expenses, and focuses on preventative care so that we can prevent illness. So these four talking points, if you will, are reflected on this website. And of course, you know, I don't just like like every other stupid sheeple look at the uh, site and go, "Oh, that's good." Uh, I look at the uh, about uh, us or who we are, and then you know you got, you got to go a couple links in, and then you go to about us, and then you find. Um, uh, let's see, we are uh, spo- sponsored by Americans for Stable Quality and Care. Then you got to click on stablequalityandcare.org, <sighs> and then you go. Then you go to about us, and then. Uh, some of our supporters include, and down at the bottom, there's the PHRMA, and you click on that link, and that is the, uh, basically, a member list of companies like Amgen, AstraZeneca, Bayer Healthcare, Behringer, Bristol-Myers Squibb, uh, let's see what else we have here, EMD... Serono, GlaxoSmithKline, Johnson & Johnson, Eli Lilly, Merck. So essentially, the president is shilling for the pharmaceutical industry. Well, he got more money than anybody else. But people got to understand that this is, you know, so this is driven by quid pro quo, you know, I'm going to hook you up, going to fix you brother type stuff. And it takes you a couple websites to get into it, but once you're there, you go like, yeah, of course. So, you know, you, you, you can't just say that this is just for the good of people, for poor people. This is all about uh, money. Yeah, he's in it for the money. He's from Chicago. Yeah, that place is messed up. You know, um, Maggie, who uh, works at the office, she came in uh, into my office on Friday, John. Yeah. And uh, she says, Adam... Uh, by the way, Maggie is a former Black, Panth- Black Panther and 34-year uh, member of the uh, NAACP. And she may even be a member of the NBA, for all I know. But, uh, but Maggie and I always talk about stuff. She says, have you been watching this guy on HBO on Friday night? I said, uh, you mean Bill Maher? She says, yeah, yeah. I think I kind of like him. I said, he's, a, he's a horrible. He's a terrible bastard. He's a racist. He has racist jokes. And, and, you know, and I, I was kind of getting through to her, John. You know, she's like, hmm, yeah, no, I kind of see what you mean. And, uh, and then we're talking. And I say, can I play you something, Maggie? And I want you to tell me if you think I could play it on No Agenda. And after she heard it, she said, absolutely, I think you must. So uh, this will be my sound clip for the day. Are you ready? Uh, no setup? Uh, the setup is, uh, it's called Black Enough to Criticize the President. Okay. This is Bo Snurdly, official Barack Obama criticizer for the EIB Networks. Now, I don't know if this is actually from someone who's from the Excellence in Broadcasting Network, which Rush Limbaugh belongs to. I don't think so, so I'm not quite sure who the guy is. Uh, we'll continue. Certified Black Enough to Criticize with a heavy dose of pure, unadulterated, organic slave blood. I have a statement. What up, B? Yo, dog, it's been a minute. Check it out, yo, man. You got some issues, yo. Remember, it's September. And yo, bro, we still don't see no jobs out here, yo. Ain't that much hope. And what be changing ain't changing like you said it was going to change. 
Bush is gone, yo, but you and your crew still raise him up every time somebody starts asking questions, where are the jobs? When you're not on TV, speechifying, you, Michelle, and the kiddies are out <laughs> living large, man. We see the pictures, man. Y'all been to Paris, got dinner up in New York, man. London, Harry Potter tours and all that stuff. But check it out, man. Out here in the hood, man, nobody's chilling. Everybody's illing. Ain't nobody got the dough for them kind of vacations, yo. You know how bad it is, bomb Man, people starting to sell their bling, man. What's up with that? Nobody can see what that stimulating money is stimulating, man, unless it's stimulating unemployment. <laughs> oh, check this out, my manus. Tell your crew something, something. Stop whining about this race stuff, man. You HBIC now, yo. You the head black in charge. You in charge of everything. You running the show. You are the man, okay? So just bring it. Y'all don't have to come with this race stuff no more. You up in there, man. You up in the house. Bring it, okay? Tell your crew to stop making excuses. Now, we see them boys up on Wall Street. You know, they kind of coming out rolling again. But we don't see it here. Here's another tip, yo. You making the Russians happy, but you making the brothers yappy, okay? Ain't nobody got no spending money out here, yo. Okay? You worrying about health care? That's not the deal, man. It's the jobs. A healthy jobs takes care of the healthy health care, homie. So let me run this on you, man. Step off the TV. We already know what you look like. We know you're in charge. Stop spending. Stop the grinning. Get busy. Get some jobs up here going. Are we going to break you off that hope and change thing the next time the <laughs> election rolls out, yo? I'm telling you, you got that? You feeling me? That concludes this statement. <laughs> so, the, but the cool thing was, while this is playing on my computer, Maggie's going, yo, yeah, 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 yo, brother. <laughs> Amen. I'm like, oh my God, this is really hitting her. She's like, she's like, say, Maggie, you know, do you now finally understand what I've been saying for months? No, for more than years. And Maggie, the guy doesn't run anything. He may be a nice guy and all that, but he's not running shit. And this is what the brothers in the hood are talking about. And she's like, hell yeah, send me that clip. I'm sending it to my Black Panther brother and sister. So <laughs> That's exactly what she said. She's, I'm sending it out. I'm sending it out to my thousands of NAACP members. And, you know, there is a lot of discontent brewing. There's a lot of, lot of crap that is going to start to happen because, as, as this gentleman astutely said, we're going to break, break you down without hope and change. <laughs> so we have to find out who that is. I have no idea. I couldn't even it hear. It sounded like, it was, at first, I, I, was, I was going to guess it was something that Rush Limbaugh actually solicited from one of his black listeners that can it's do that. It's very it, possible. It's very possible. But it was a little long for that. Yeah, it was, it was like two and a half minutes. Yeah, that's a real long. Even when he plays the uh, those parody songs done by that guy who can sound like Obama. Yeah, they're not even that uh, long. They cut them. They don't run the whole song. They usually cut them at about a minute. I'm seeing in the chat room that it is indeed from Rush Limbaugh's website. So there you go. Oh well, so maybe it was downloaded from. from there. Yeah, yeah. Limbaugh's got a lot of uh, um, um, material that is uh, subversive. Okay, an actual employee of the EIB network, Bo Snurdly. And so, but, what, what was it? Was what, that Snurdly? Yeah. So, what was interesting is. I didn't know Snurdly was black. He may not be black. I don't know. No, that guy's black. So, um, when I, so, I'm, so I play this, Maggie, you know, Maggie has all these reactions. And then I say to her, by the way, I think this is from the EIB network, which is uh, Rush Limbaugh. And she said, oh, damn, Uncle Tom. I'm like, what are you talking about? 
talking about? A second ago, it was great, and then you hear where the guy's from, and then all of a sudden, it's not great, then he's an Uncle Tom. I'm like, God. I think Maggie and I should probably take our uh, conversations outside the workplace, actually. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get ourselves in some big-ass trouble. <laughs> oh, yes. All right, John. Well, I noticed you don't have any clips today, so... Um... Well, I got a couple of things that are kind of interesting that might, we should bring up, and it probably requires running the jingle. It's the No Agenda Swine Flu Minute. Yes, indeed, that one. Can I just do that one one more time? Because it misfired. It didn't sound really great. One more time. It's the No Agenda Swine Flu Minute. I want to thank the Jeff Smith, uh, Jeff Smith, uh, thejeffsmith.com for putting that together for us. Uh, if you want great jingles, thejeffsmith.com. That's G-E-O-F-F. Uh, <laughs> this is probably worth about a $250 donation right there. And we will be using this many, many times as it is indeed time for the No Agenda Swine Flu Minute. John, what you got in the world of swine flu? Well, uh, my uh, son Eric Mackey, the... The guy who did the Craig's Finder and got himself in trouble with Craigslist uh, and created a feud for himself. Uh, he's been looking in. We're up here in in, uh, in the middle of nowhere, Washington, which is up by Canada. We get more a little more Canadian news and a little more Canadian influence. And now it's getting very suspicious about those body bags that went to the Manitoba tribes. Yeah, these were the uh, swine flu kits, and they sent them no alcohol, and they sent them body bags. It, it seems as though they were either testing or there was an outbreak. Uh, but this has apparently been going on since July and maybe before July. Uh, there's some evidence that there was uh, some, some like, seeding of, or, of the swine flu vaccine or something screwy going on. Because the Canadians are always concerned or the Indian tribes are always concerned that they're going to be more susceptible <laughs> to some white man's disease. And they're gonna, that they're going to get killed. That's what, that's what I think their main worry is up there. Yeah, that, you can't blame them, especially in Canada, where they were, you know, unlike in the United States, which, you know, we had our where we, issues. Where we, where we give them casinos. Right. And they're all doing the better casino. This one casino around here is unbelievable. I mean, yeah, you think you're in Las Vegas and, and the place, the cars are just, and this tribe is loaded. But anyway. <laughs> Thank so, you. Uh, Thank you for digressing. I was digressing. But anyway, up in Canada, they've never really, they've always had an uneasy truce with the Indians. The Indians up there, for one thing, were always meaner, as, you know, as nasty as the Indians were, were here. The ones up there really didn't put up with anybody. They didn't like the Canadians, and there's still some issues, I think. And there's always complaining. And uh, <laughs> those pesky complaining engines. <laughs> so. So there's a whole bunch of articles you can run into, and there was an outbreak. Apparently, there was a story that ran in June of this year that was in the National Post that says swine flu confirmed in isolated Ontario First Nation. Oh, really? you got to send me that link for the show notes. Uh, Northern Ontario First Nation confirmed at least 10 cases of swine flu. This is in June, by the way, on the weekend. Amid concerns, the isolated reserve could be hit hard. Hmm. Statement of Sandy uh, Sandy Lake First Nation website said test results had confirmed ten cases, and, and these are out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, so there's something screwy going on with this uh, with this uh, swine flu in Canada. And there, and and you and you, you can if you start looking into it, you find there's a lot of older stories about swine flu going back into the 2007 2008. 
um, cases of this. It, there's something fishy. That's all I know. It's just fishy. Uh, it, it, so they sent them all these body bags out of the blue. And so the Indians figured that all hell is going to break. That's what irked them because they weren't getting any, you know, they're getting some attention early on in June. And then the next thing you know, they just said, screw you. Here's your body bags. Live it up. Yeah. Well, for those of you who have been listening to No Agenda, you know that uh, there is something screwy going on. And uh, there is some shit that's going to happen with this squalene adjuvanted vaccine that's going to be distributed to the masses. Go to uh, flufighters.org.uk, John. Um, and I will read to you from the homepage, and this, of course, is from Gitmo Nation East. Seasonal, seasonal flu can hit your organization hard, impacting on your most important resource, your people. Flu Fighters Vaccination Service can help save your business thousands of pounds in lost time and productivity for less than you think. They will come to your office and vaccinate your people. And you got to look at the uh, animation on the homepage. It's awesome. Come to your office. <laughs> we offer cost-effective and convenient service with clinical excellence at its core. Protecting your staff against flu reduces absenteeism over the winter, keeping your organization running smoothly, saving you money. There's a lot of people making a lot of dough off of this horseshit, dude. So uh, there was. I was in the office the uh, on Thursday down yeah. in the basement. Yeah. And uh, and somebody, uh, one of the guy, Nick has got the swine flu. Yes, uh, confirmed, and, confirmed. By the way, confirmed oh. case. Oh, really? Yeah, confirmed. How's it get confirmed? He had a blood test or something? No, man. Don't you know how this works? You call up the doctor. He says, "Are you running a fever?" Yes. Uh, upset, upset stomach. Yes. Are you coughing? Yes. Swine flu. Okay, so it's confirmed. It's confirmed. Um. Anyway, so I brought it up to, you know, the guys are down there, a bunch of guys are down there. I said, oh, yeah, I guess Nick's got the swine flu. The whole office is infected, I said. I've, I've been I spreading said, this, too. everyone's getting the swine I've, flu here at the office, and I've that's what doing. Adam says for sure. He <laughs> yeah. had it already. I've been, I've been spreading this as well. I said, it's swine flu. People are like, no, it's not. Yes, it's swine flu, and you're going to get it, too, and it's okay. And so they're all freaking out as, as I'm telling them this, and they, one of them says, uh, Oh God! I better get a shot. Oh no! Oh, yeah. I <laughs> oh, gotta no. get a shot. No, they say they gotta get a shot. Who said so that? Said, no, you don't want to get a shot. You want to just get some Relenza. Yeah. Who said that? <sighs> Carlos. Oh, he he can have the shot. <laughs> it's okay. Let him have it. So uh, so Relenza. I said Relenza. Who oh, Relenza? Relenza. What's Relenza? And and yeah, he writes it down. I said it's the thing you take. You know that if you get the flu, it just stops it in its tracks. He says, well, maybe I should start taking it now. Oh, you know, no, this all panicky. Car. Well, this like is a bunch of old ladies. No, but this but this well, you're seeing now, John, exactly how it works. This is the young people who are the 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 new workforce of America of the world. In fact. And they don't, they are not entirely out of touch with anything that is actually going on. They certainly don't listen to our show because, I mean, gee, why listen to what the boss is talking about? And all they hear is eh, vaccine, eh, get your shot, eh, swine flu. Eh. And it's just all this noise. And, and, and this is how it's mind control. This is how it works. And these are not stupid kids. They're really talented. They've got, a, they got heads on their shoulders, but they are fucking mind controlled by this crap. I agree with this. And now you're seeing how it works. Well, I've already known how it works. But anyway, it's kind of fun to play with them. 
So no, uh, it's not because they're going to start taking shots, man. It's not I fun told to get the Relenza instead. But then he says, no, I, he says, well, should I just start taking it, you know, just to prevent getting it? And I said, yeah, you can. If you want, you can just take it uh, prophylactically. Of course, they don't know what that means, by the way. They're like, I don't uh, want to eat a condom. <laughs> See, you can take it prophylactically, but it's a hundred bucks for a dose of it. And so, oh, oh, that was the end of that. They'd rather get the 30 buck shot. I'll tell so. you, it took me a little while to convince Nick because I talked to him when I was in New York. And uh, and he was like, oh man, I'm really sick, and I and because he needed me to make a couple calls for him, and uh, make sure some stuff was still getting done. And he's like, I I I should have gotten the vaccine. I'm like, dude, first of all, it's not there. Second of all, you're not going to get it. And thirdly, now that you've had it, you're not going to get the swine flu again. And if you do, you'll just go through this again. You will survive. It's not pleasant, but you will survive. And I told him the same thing. So you can get Tamiflu or Relenza if you. It'll make you feel a little bit more comfortable if that's what if that's what you want. I said, but stop with the with this horseshit about the vaccine, man. Stop it. And I think I think I finally got through to him. But even Nick is the kind of guy I'm sure he'll show up and say, "Well, you know, I heard what you said, but I figured I might as well get the shot anyway." Yeah, and he'll probably get the shot after having the flu. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Why? Hey, hey, dude, you had it. You're not going to need the shot. Uh, CNN's chief medical correspondent, Sanjay Gupta. Who people forget at one point was actually in line to become, wasn't he in line to become a czar yep. or the Surgeon General even? Surgeon General. Surgeon General, right. And then he figured, uh, or someone figured that he would, would be of more use if they kept him on television and not as the Surgeon General. And here it goes. He's got swine flu. He picked it up in Afghanistan. So uh, look for him to be talking about uh, the vaccine all over television. Go, oh, you don't want to go what I went through. I barely made it out alive. Get a <laughs> shot. You've got to go get your shot. I barely made it. This is how it works. And we're this seeing. This guy would have been nailed, nailing Tamiflu and Relenza simultaneously if he even had a whiff of hint of having the flu. And he'll coast through it. So if he ever says anything like that, it's going to have to be just an out and out uh, falsehood. Uh, you think? Of course it's going to be a falsehood because this is what's going on. And and it's just getting worse by the day. Every single day I'm seeing more and more of this crap. And uh, unfortunately most of it is uh, money related because everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. Do you know how many different kits there are for your office? HR kits and information and stuff you can print up and stickers and patches and badges and and reminder cheat sheets and cards it's it's unbelievable and it's all to propagate this freaking vaccine which has more likelihood proven historically of killing you than anything else and that concludes no agenda, which actually lasts about six minutes it uh, never will last a minute no, it's it impossible an Indian but, satellite uh, discovered water on the moon. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, I know the Indians are getting a lot of credit for finding water. <laughs> Hold on, I got to turn down the TV here. The, the child left it on, and it's it's bugging me. Hold on, do something. The child. He's like thirty. He's going to turn off the TV, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be back in a minute. 
Apparently, I didn't hear the TV coming through the speakers. No, no, I could hear it. I could hear. You're you're not listening on headphones. I'm listening on on headphones. I don't care which way you look at it. You you, you got teenagers, right? You got a teenager somewhere. You got a 15 year old. You got a don't you have a 19 year old and a 36 year old and a someone 50 who's, year. I got an old. I got one. I got oh. a 60 year old. <laughs> They make a mess in your house, dude. I don't care. I don't care how old they are. If they're in, true. If they're in your house, they make a and mess. <laughs> and the thing that makes it worse is that my daughter's a baker. Oh, oh no. Yes, she's good at it. I mean, she makes great stuff. But holy crap! <laughs> and and she, and at that point, flour she's like, everywhere, sugar everywhere. Uh, I mean, the place is an outrage. Spe- <laughs> speaking of baking, it will only be a matter of, I would say. Maybe even not months, maybe even weeks before um, you will not be able to buy nail polish remover or hair bleach. It it won't take long. Oh, yeah. I think you're right on this one. This is, and I don't understand why people aren't calling, because they're using the medical terms. You know, it's like, instead of saying um, the so-called terrorists who, luckily we thwarted them from setting off horrible bombage because they were using acetone which is the word for nail polish remover, and um, hydrogen peroxide, which is basically hair bleach, to create bombs. John, I asked you this on a previous show. How much hydrogen peroxide and acetone do you need to create a bomb of any real impact? Because you are a chemist by trade. I have no idea. I don't know the formula for the acetone hydrogen peroxide bomb. Sorry. (laughs) <coughs> Sorry, I just inhaled some fumes, <coughs> acetone fumes. I'm, I'm cooking something up in the kitchen here. But this, but this is what's going but, on. Know, but, but it seems to me that why don't you just go buy a stick of dynamite? I mean, exactly. Why does it, you've got to got these security camera footage of this guy Zazi or Zany or Zupi yeah, or whatever his name is bleach. buying. Yeah, buying bleach, essentially. B- buying hair bleach. Oh, we have proof. That's, by the way, that's the only proof they have of this guy. They didn't actually find any of these chemicals in his premises or on his person, but they have CCTV footage of him buying big bottles of this stuff at a, get this, a, um, a beauty salon supply store, which also should be shut down as a terrorist threat, I might add. I mean... W- w- For more reasons than one. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm thinking, it, it kind of dawned on me that now I understand why this is taking place because I'm seeing all these interviews. I'm seeing literally stand up interviews outside of the beauty supply shop in, I think, Brooklyn, New York. And a guy saying, well, you know, it's really, really lucky that, you know, we wouldn't have been able to, you know, to, to go in and investigate these guys and bring down a terror cell like this if we didn't have the Patriot Act. And I'm like, ah, oh, oh, of course, because it's about to expire. It's about to expire. That's why. So we have right. to extend exactly. the Patriot Act. So right. look for the following two things to happen. One is the extension of the Patriot Act, which removes all of your civil li- liberties. And two, for the total shutdown of beauty salons, especially the dangerous chemicals, which have been around for a long time. A long time. And only now we're discovering that you can make, apparently, bombs out of acetone Nail polish remover and hydrogen peroxide. Hey, you know what else you can make a bomb out of? Yeah, out of cow shit and sulfur. Gasoline. Yeah. Oh, shut down the gas pumps. Yeah, it's called a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. (sighs) 
Anyways, that's easy to do. You just put the gasoline in a bottle, stick a rag in there, light the rag, and throw it. But I would just like to know is like how much do you actually need of this magical substance in order to create a bomb that is going to do something? One of our we have a, a number of working chemists who are listening to the show, and they, there's probably one or two that can tell us. It probably doesn't isn't much. I mean, the thing they did on MythBusters, they made a little bomb out of this out of these various chemicals, the size of a Coke bottle. Yeah. And blew the bottom out of it, that phony baloney plane fuselage. Oh, see, I don't, I don't buy that for a second. It blew the whole plane open, wide open, except you didn't see any detonator. It's just like, here's a Coke bottle, cut yeah, to, ex- no, cut to exterior, some- boom, uh, all right. Well, I think that was the, the edited version. I think they probably had more details in, in the show itself. Why don't they show that? Isn't that the whole point of busting a myth is actually showing the whole, no, I don't, the whole deal? That you didn't actually see the show Mythbusters with that with that scene you just saw the excerpt that they showed all over the news media uh, you, you got a point there it might be online we can then we can see how they set it off hmm. okay but whatever the case they probably used the, the blasting cap which by its, which cap by itself uh, yeah which by itself can put a hole in something sorry what a, a blasting cap by yeah. itself can blow your hand off yeah and you could probably sneak a blasting cap through security. Uh, they opened my bag up. Oh, first, when you came the, back from, from where? From uh, New York. For the first time in months, I think, that they've opened up my bag filled with batteries, transmitters, wires, interesting oh, right. boxes yeah. no, with I sliders. Yeah. And, and, in the, and here's the thing that gets me. In Did the, they find uh, the water? No, but I, you know, I noticed that I've been carrying in my bag for the same amount of time that we've been talking about it, a uh, a bottle of Bumble and Bumble, which is a uh, a hair product. Which um, it's a black bottle with a with kind of a, a push spray dispenser at the top. It's 125 milliliters, so even if it was in a little plastic baggie, it's above the allotted uh, amount of fluid. And they actually open the bag up, and they look at this thing, and then they just keep going. They don't say, hey, that should be in a bag. It actually looks a bit like a hand grenade when you, when, now that I'm looking at it. And uh, I don't understand. Why is this allowed? Why are they letting that go? Are, are, I mean, are they not even looking for that? I mean, if it, it seems to me they're only looking for water. I mean, there's literally a bottle, an illegal quantity of fluids in my bag. They've opened it up. They're looking at it. They touch it. They put it back in, and it's okay. Move along. Nothing to see here, sir. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. So, riddle me that one. Uh, well, you know, I went through this time, I had to bring a computer up here. So I have my laptop, and I have my computer, and I have a bunch of wires and power supplies, the same like you carry around constantly. They must see a lot of this, these power supplies. But usually, I have this, like, uh, atom-based uh, Linux box that I've been moving from place to place, and I, so it was Ooh. packed. In, Wait a minute. What would you call that? An atom-based? Atom. Yeah, this, atom. it's got an atom processor, processor. in ah. Intel. Oh. What do you anyway, run on that? What do you, what do you run on that? Linux. Yeah, I know, but what do you use it for? It's a kit. It's in the kitchen up here. Oh, for your recipes? No, it's just a kitchen thing. If you need to do something real quick, you have to look something up for some unknown reason. <laughs> like a recipe? You don't have to go downstairs. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hold on, honey. Let me go to my atom-based processor Linux computer for a second and look that up. 
so anyway, so I, I, I so it's a big machine. It's a computer, I'd like the you know. So I am stuffed in this bag, and, and it, it could be. You know, it looks like a, the circuit board's got to look like you know something to, to launch a rocket or something. Yeah. But no, right through nothing. And it's in care. your bag. Yeah. Well, what's all this bullshit about taking it out then? Well, I took out my laptop. It says laptops. It doesn't say anything about computers. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. And it's a big metal thing. So, I mean, they had they probably couldn't even get the x-rays through it. It looked like a big... It, I don't know what. It could have been anything. But no, nothing. Yeah, just no, no, I was ex- fully expecting they have to go through the rigmarole. Yeah. Now, the, the only training the TSA gets is how to yell at you. That's, that's the only training. So, okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TSA 101. Here's what you got to do. Take your toad off, take your belt off, take your shoes off, put them in the trays, provided, move along, please. <laughs> That's the only training they get. They could be, it's just random. You're not, okay, Jenkins, you're not yelling loud enough. <laughs> yeah, really. And then, take out your water, take out your water, no water. <sighs> Gitmo freaking nation. Uh, yeah. So uh, while we're at that, we we might as well then talk about uh, what's going on with Iran. I'm seeing a, a repeat here, and I haven't actually heard anyone talk about this. But isn't this exactly how we went into Iraq? Didn't we say there were weapons of mass destruction, and then you know we sent in the the I E A E I E I E I E I O, and then they go in and they inspect, and they can't find anything. They've been inspecting all the time, by the way. Then, you know, and then it's like then someone will say, "Oh, we we're convinced. We know they're there, and we have to go in. We have to dismantle them. We yeah, have then to go." We need a couple of phony reports from yeah, Gambia, exactly. And then, oh, and there's yellow cake, and there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, no, it's there's a fractal it's, that it's works. A, oh, uh, <laughs> fractal. It's, that works. It's the, <laughs> it's the whole, it, it is Iraq all over again. All over again. It's exactly the same MO, and I'm sure that some weapons inspector will get suicided because the poor bastard has the, you know, the balls to say, hey, you know, it's not really it's true. Bogus. It's bogus. <laughs> it's not really true. Uh, on the suicide tip, before I forget, uh, former uh, Goldman Sachs VP... Uh, died in Tibet. Uh huh. <laughs> in a high altitude camp after climbing to the peak of one of the world's six highest mountain in Tibet, he died. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the easiest way to get rid of some guy. Some guy's a mountain climber. Exactly. Clifton Just Maloney. Take him up there and then choke him to death and leave him there. Yeah, Clifton Maloney. I have not yet uh, looked into his background, but you know that he probably knew something about their high frequency trading program or. You know, he had some information which was just not convenient. So, well, you know, uh, some people do actually die. No, no, not in my world, John. <laughs> no one actually dies Everybody of natural causes. Everybody in your world is killed. <laughs> They're all suicided. No, 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 no. It's just not happening. Um, <laughs> so he anyway, was 93 so, and he died of old age. I doubt it. So this whole Iran thing is is really is... Um, yeah, I know. They've upped the ante with the second reactor. Yeah, and you know, and so you've got Israel basically, if I understand the messaging right, at the United Nations last week in New York, saying you know Be- uh, Benjamin Netanyahu basically saying we're going to go in, we're going to go, we're going to take him out. You know, it seems like like that is imminent. Everyone's now taking it. It's it's kind of seeped into the uh, into the conversation. Like, yeah, well, yeah, Israel's going to take him out. You know, and that that seems seems to be okay. 
Yeah, it's being test marketed. <laughs> it's totally a trial balloon. Yeah, and uh, it's working. And right now there is a, a, a um, I'm looking for this link here. I have a link to the Jerusalem Post. Not loading too fast. Of course, it's coming from the desert. Um, U- U.S. Navy missile ships started arriving in Israel on Sunday ahead of next month's joint missile defense exercise between the Israeli Defense Forces and the American military. Yeah, it's called Juniper Cobra. The exercise will include the Arrow missile defense system as well as three American systems, the THAAD, Aegis, and PAC-3 that will all be deployed in Israel for the duration of the exercise. I'm saying handy timing. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. No, so you know what that means. It's it's always an exercise. There's always an exercise somewhere nearby. 9-11, gee, it was an exercise the day before. Well, Aegis is the anti-missile system. That there's a, they have ship versions of it. That's the one that shot the uh, that satellite down. Right. So that's obviously there to protect Israel from some random missile coming in. Yeah, but it's it's always so convenient, you know. Have you ever see, have you ever heard about the July seventh um, UK um, exercise that was going on? It, with exactly the same spots in the subway system and bus system, it's, it's exactly the same as what I, what what took place in reality. No, know. I don't know anything about this. I'll have to send you a couple of those things. Maybe I'll get into it next week. Well, it, it was it was they had a whole um, terrorist uh, exercise. What would happen if terrorists would actually bomb a couple of tube stations or or uh, tube trains and and buses? And you know, and it was exactly at all the same spots where it happened in reality a month later. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, you know that FEMA had a whole exercise uh, two days uh, before nine eleven, and uh, there was also an an actual exercise yeah, this, including hijacked planes. This, let's go back to, along these lines of thinking. Let's go back to this Zazi or whatever his name is. This guy from Denver. Yeah who was going to blow up something. And the next thing you know, we have a movie. Now, you you, you had this, this interesting theory that this guy was a, was an agent in some t- intelligence. Well, he, he's, he's driving around. He's driving a shuttle bus at Denver Airport. Of course, that's a, you know, Denver, that's where all the spooks live. So, yes, I, I would say he's an operative. Yeah, that so would be my So the idea is they extract him because yeah. of something or other, and then they say, well, what, how, what's going to be our cover story? And so then they, they say, why don't you go into this... Uh, beauty parlor place or this beauty supply shop and buy a bunch of peroxide we'll get it on film or on we'll put a camera in there because how many beauty supply places have a camera that monitor this sort of thing it's not a convenience store (laughs) actually they set the camera up i mean there's enough time to do this whole thing by the way since the first time we ran into this character right yeah it was a couple weeks ago yep so go in there and just buy a crap load, you know, just be completely out of place and walk into the place and buy a crap load of peroxide. And then we, we'll have it. And then we have the cover. And we'll put you, uh, you know, we'll ship you off to the, you know, the Supermax prison after the thing's over, which, of course, nobody knows what's going on in there. The place could be dead empty for yeah, all we know. Could be. Yeah, of course. And, which is also in Denver. And so they send him out to the Supermax, and then they just release him, you know, shave his beard off, and boom, and put him he's in He's done. A, a, he's done, and he's free. He's done. He'd be in Pakistan working there as, a, as an office clerk. Well, and the funny thing is, 
the CCTV footage, I've got to find it. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. It's the funniest thing. It's this guy with like Afghan hat and this huge beard buying peroxide with a shopping cart, literally with a little trolley. I'm like, it's like you can't make this shit up. It's absolutely know, hilarious. So, like, can it, can it, you know, there's, it's ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to be, let's say you wanted to do this, this act of terrorism and would you do it that? Would you go into the shopping cart with a with the seek with a big turban on and a with a flashing sign that says potential terrorist Hi, potential wanted? potential terrorist? Why would you just order it on the internet. <laughs> and we have a new name now. It's the beauty bomber. We've had the shoe bomber. We've had now we have the beauty bomber. You're right. It's totally outrageously stupidly funny, and people are eating it up. Oh, oh yeah. this is danger, oh, dangerous a, chemical. Oh, it's a done deal. He's dead. Yeah. And his son, I guess, is part of the scheme in some way, shape, or form. And he's, you know, going to be... But, though, you know, this would, we have to follow the case, find out what happens, you know, whether they just release the guy and just, you know, let the public ignore it. Or if they find him guilty, where do they send him? I'll bet you they sent him to Supermax. Yeah, they probably do. Washington Post reports Justice Department recommended that Congress move swiftly with legislation that would protect the government's ability to collect a variety of business and credit card records uh, to monitor terrorism suspects with roving wiretaps, all set to expire December 31st. I really believe that all of these moves that were made right now uh, were done just in the nick of time to push some of this stuff through so we can extend uh, the Patriot Act. Also, yeah, no, uh, I'm in total agreement with this theory now. Yeah, not also, I, I'll just and, I, the, and the, you have to extend the Patriot Act because the only way the government can actually get the inside information they need to trade stocks wisely, because all this is about is just a way. This is a form of ex, you, you can extort people if you have this kind of information. You know, you find out what, who they're having affairs with. You can find out what kind of business dealings are going up and down the the, the ladder, and you can make investments appropriately. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right on there. This uh, the, definitely there's uh, there's an element of insider trading and in, inside information. Yeah, if I had all the email from Kleiner Perkins, we 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 definitely would have bought into that Fisker company. <laughs> we would not be doing this show. No, <laughs> and you know I could if I like sucked up to Ray Lane more often, I could probably get all that inside information. I knew about this this government grant that was coming down the pipeline. I just never thought about it. Half a billion dollars for uh, for this electric electric car company. Half a billion, yeah, from the government. And yeah, you know, and you got to think that I mean, Kleiner, they're going to manage the money. I presume. I mean, it's not like it's just it's like a grant that's given to uh, given to the company. I mean, Kleiner's going to hold on to it. They're gonna, something's got to stick to them. I would presume. You think? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, so I, I I believe a lot of that is you're right. Insider trading, uh, screwing, you know, manipulating Wall Street, and uh, and just extending the power essentially. So I don't think there is much else going on. I don't feel like we were under some huge threat from uh, from a couple of Afghani's with uh, Afghan Americans. I believe they were American citizens, were they not? 
I don't know. I don't remember. I, I kind of just saw that the video and rolled my eyes. How jaded we get. <laughs> it's like this is the biggest news. It's like, oh, we're all going to die. We've thwarted huge explosions. And John and I are like, uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> I'll see, I'll see, when I see it, I'll believe it. You know, the, the thing about these guys and these plots, by the way, this is the eighth year and they have an eight-year cycle of doing stuff. So it's, something should happen this year. Uh, so oh, if only we hope. If only we hope something will happen. Well, something will happen, maybe, but it won't be anything that that's so easily spotted, you know, with a guy in a shopping cart. It'll be like something. <laughs> I mean, it's always been creative. A guy in a shopping cart. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> anyway, in case you didn't know, this is our formula. Our formula is this: we go out, we hit people in the mouth, and it's a very effective formula. Works every time. Yeah, we're 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 quite proud of our formula. It seems to work. Another formula that is, and I didn't it didn't really hit me until I saw this on uh, on a website. I hate the media dot com, which is a pretty funny website. Um, and they draw a direct uh, parallel between the ratings of Fox News and the length of the skirts of its anchor women. And they've got a they've got a YouTube video here, John. I'm going to paste it into the uh, into the Skype chat for you there. And when you look at it, it's just a compilation of all of these info babes. I mean, it's pornographic, John. It really is true. Murdoch is such a smart guy. It's like all you got to do is put like hot looking babes and these skirts. I mean, they're ass showing a lot of thigh. No, no ass, not just thigh, actual ass. butt. There's ass and it's sweet ass. It's like, Hey, top notch fucking at like Elliot Spitzer level ass sticking out at you on television. And they're all sitting the same way with their, with their ass sticking out. You no wonder we're fucking hypnotized. And that's, you know, <laughs> I'm not kidding. If you want, if you really want to market your message, show some ass. We'll buy anything. Yes, we are so lucky. Fox we, News is fair and balanced. <laughs> fair and so, balanced, uh, and they so show my, lots of all ass. My kids are buying into your theory that Fox News is run by Democrats. It is run by Democrats. Uh, I'm sorry, your kids? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you, it's run by Democrats. And of they course, have it more is. evidence. There's a bunch of anecdotal stuff that they've got to indicate that a lot of this, these anti, you know, you bring, you know, a lot of these anti-Obama things are kind of rigged. Of course, to, they're to, rigged. Rigged to backfire. <laughs> of course, it's all so, rigged. I, so it reminds me of something, though. I I failed to. You know, this is actually something you have to consider. I never thought really much about it before. It, they mentioned this, that they were agreeing with your crazy idea. Wait, wait, I, I, I wish I could be there on the conversation at the Dvorak household where the kids go, you know, you know, Dad, you know, Adam's really right about that Democrats running Fox News thing. And I can just hear you going, oh, brother, I'm disowning you. Get out of my sight. So in San Francisco, there's two major talk radios. There's three now with KNEW. But generally speaking, the, old, the original talk radio formulaic station was KGO. And it was, it was a left-wing talk show. Or left left leaning, although they had a couple of right wingers on there, including a an old favorite of everybody in the Bay Area named Jim Eason. Okay. And then they they the the same company bought KSFO from somebody else, and the guy who programs KSFO, which is all right wing talk shows, is Jack Swanson, who's the station manager at KGO. Jack Swanson is an amazingly liberal liberal. He's a liberals liberal. Hmm. And so you have to start to think, well, why, what is a liberal's liberal 
doing programming the right-wing station. Well, the whole joke, John, is that the whole fair and balanced idea, it's really a joke. You know, it's like, because the, you know, the Democrats, who really are the only party, probably, it's all one party, they all play together, but they're balancing it out. It's fair and balanced. So that there, there is this scene, you, you got to have something else to hate. So the Fox News watchers hate, the, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't get any better. They right, hate and, the and CNN. And Obama won't go on Fox News. And, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> say that again. <laughs> exactly. You you need that to keep people occupied. And so the Fox News people are still all of this acorn thing. And I keep seeing that that uh, um, independent filmmaker and actress showing up who are total boneheads, have nothing to say. Can't you know if she tries to speak three sentences, smoke comes out of her ears. Well, you know, the funny thing is there was a great piece in the Washington Post for anybody who wants to yeah, go you, look it yeah, up. I didn't, actually yeah, we, you, you, got, you did blog it? Okay, I want to read I haven't read it yet. It's a good article in the Washington Post. These two people were trained at one of the right-wing think tanks. Of course they for, were. For years, and they were t- taught you know, to think a certain way, and they did dream up this thing, I'm sure, by themselves. But then it was sponsored. There was a lot of money from Breitbart, who seems to also to be some, some, something of a dual agent. You know, he's like <laughs> poses as a right-winger. He's all, and he always goes on, on interviews with this – what's her name again? With the girl. Yeah. Gisela, yeah, whatever. I Gretchen. Yeah, whatever her name is. Yeah, he always goes on the interviews with her. Yeah, and you can and see he always says, she's, yeah. they're grooming her to be one of these leggy chicks on Fox. You to can show see some ass, exactly. And that's what it's all about. You look at her and you go, ass, ass, ass. Yes, acorn bad, ass, good. Acorn bad, ass. It's like, you know what it is? We are all being treated and manipulated like Homer Simpson. And it just works. I'm telling you, that's what Homer Simpson would do. Homer Simpson would sit there and go, acorn bad, ass good, ass good, ass. Uh. I'll tell you this, Lori Dewey, she shows a lot. She shows her butt here on this on these pictures. I'm looking at the pictures from the They're awesome. Site. How awesome are they? I mean, I mean, she she is absolutely showing her ass and crossing and uncrossing the legs. I mean, that's their job. Can you read teleprompter? Uh, yes. Do you have a nice it's ass? It's ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> You're hired. I mean, it's... In You're this, hired. <laughs> this... And by the did way... You t- did, what, where they come in and say, so what are your credentials? Well, I went to Columbia. I got to Can you stand up and turn around? <laughs> can I see your ass for a moment? <laughs> can I see your ass for a moment? Oh, yeah, baby. You're so hired. <laughs> That's our problem, John. That is the only problem we have. We don't have any any ass on this show. We got to yeah, get well, some. It's ass. a radio thing, you know. We're just audio. We, we wouldn't do it where we could pretend. Yeah. We, we just need a sexy voice. What we need is amongst our jingles. Yeah. Is some extremely ridiculously sexy voice saying something yeah. that would help. Yeah. Good idea. Okay. How about this one? Uh, this one might work. That is a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what what the hell happened in uh, Sydney? Did you follow this red sky in Sydney? Did you blog about that at all? Please tell no, me you heard about you it. You have to brief me on that. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, this is the devil's tale. This is, uh, oh, I've got to send you these pictures. This will freak you out. All of Sydney turned completely red because of this uh, this dust. And, uh, of course, no Don't one... Think re- it was something to do with the crap we put in the sky last week? No. Um, actually, I believe... There's a different theory about it. There's a, there's a comet 
And this comment, you know, uh, let me look it up now while you're looking at the pictures. Because you will go, holy crap, when you see it. When you see these pictures, you'll go like, wow. It's called the Dragon Tale of Death. Um, the Dragon Tale of Death. <laughs> hold on a second. So it's the comet N-E-A-T, uh, which, is, uh, which appeared... It's straight. Which appeared in November 2002, one of the brightest celestial events of the past century. I remember that comet. I saw that comet. Okay. So, and this thing is big. It's like twice the size of Jupiter. And apparently the theory goes is that because we have, we have these huge solar winds which are blowing across our planet right now, which is no one's talking about because the planet is changing. There is some actual shit going on that is not man-made and could be affecting global oh, climate. Well, the, the, the poles are within a 500 to 1,000 years of swapping again. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're, they <laughs> Which could, is they funny. Could. I mean, it happens apparently every so often. And it, it must be very interesting with the birds and all these other animals that have got these little kind of compasses built into their brains, how that affects them. Well, and, and how about affecting people? I mean, it can affect a lot of stuff. And maybe that's why rock balancing is coming back. Look, I don't know. But have you seen the, <laughs> have, have you seen the pictures? Yeah, it's like a mess. It's, it's, like, a, it's like somebody put a red filter on the camera. But but these uh, apparently, I, I would have to say these are not doctored pictures. So anyway, so these solar winds are hitting the tail of the comet, and it's it's flooping all this this red dust uh, right into um, uh, right down there in Australia. Now, <clears throat> so this this occurs every couple thousand years or whatever, and here it is, John. The myths of our most ancient peoples. When talking about the dragon's tail, says when the dragon tail returns, it will reawaken within human human beings the knowledge of our last downfall that is still enacted to this very day by the religious rite of baptism, and where in remembrance of the many continents that were swept beneath the seas in a single day and night during our last our Earth's last overturning, it will be the rising from the water, our new birth of humanity. So this is what a lot of the New Agers are talking about. Um, that this is uh, the awakening is nigh. It's the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Yes, exactly. But you cannot deny that some, that that's freaky. Yeah. And how come there's not, nothing reported on this? Nothing. I didn't even know about it. <laughs> I watched the news. Yeah. You're just looking at ass. Apparently that's probably true. So, um, regarding the uh, the polls, NASA's. So wait, they, they were, I'm reading these articles. I'm looking at them. What is, does this dust consist of? It's triggered dust particles, dust particles, dust particles. What are they made? What is it? Is it iron oxide? I mean, what makes it red? Is it is it volcanic dust? Is it cosmic dust? Is it is it bacteria? You know, from intergalactic areas unknown. I mean, what is the dust? Well, no one's reporting on that. So how the hell would I know? It doesn't seem to be important. More important is ass. Uh, five of NASA's uh, Themis spacecraft have discovered a breach in Earth's magnetic field, which is ten times larger than anything previously thought to exist. Solar wind can flow in through the opening to load up the magnetosphere, which is right next to the blogosphere, for powerful geomagnetic storms. The breach, however, is not the biggest surprise. Researchers are even more amazed at the strange and unexpected way it forms, overturning long-held ideas of space physics. David Seibeck of the Goddard Space Flight Center says, At first I didn't believe it. This finding fundamentally alters our understanding of the solar-wind-magnetosphere interaction. Look, I don't know what the fuck it means, but there's something going on. 
Well, that's all part of that. Think of this pole sw- swapping. There's going to be a period where we're not going to have any magnetic field. And during that period, the magnetic field's what's kept us from returning into Mars. Because Mars that hasn't got a magnetic field. Well, there you go. That's what the red is about. What color is Mars? <laughs> so the, anyway, the point is, is that the uh, this just happened before, but it it causes all kinds of problems. But I maybe we can blame it on global warming. Yes, we need algae <laughs> and algae cars. <laughs> Only algae can save us at this point. I don't know. It's just. Uh... There's a lot of well, stuff going it, on. They, it find that they're not describing this. I mean, if it's this thick, showing these photos, and people should look at these photos of the cloud. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll cloud. be in the show notes. It's like the no Red Cloud show. Sydney. And uh, you'd think there's, you know, there's, and they said that air pollution is 1,500 times more worse than normal, which is a lot. You yeah. know, twice is, twice is one thing, 1,500 times worse. is means that there's dust in the air. That means there's collectors because all the air pollution districts around the world have these devices that suck air through a filter, and then they examine all the particles. And so they have piles and piles of the particles, obviously, in these filters that they can analyze and then report to somebody what it is. Yeah. Well, they're just, well they may do it, but they're not reporting it because it's not important. But I think it's all, I think you're right, John. It is the dawning of the age of Aquarius and the rainbow children are going to rise up and they will eventually save us. But a lot of us old fuckers have got to go. We got to die. Death so, panels. Yeah. No, not even death panels. We're just, we're just, we're in the lower vibrations, man. That's the, forget about it. We're stuck there and, <laughs> and we're going nowhere. And meanwhile, everything's coming, crashing down around us. The, the price of gold, let me just say it right now. Within one year, Within one year from today, mark it down, September 27th, gold will be over $1,500 an ounce. And that will come from two, two main things. The main one being the dollar will be worth shit. So while you go off on that tangent, it says here that, that this dust, they're dumping 75,000 tons of dust per hour into the Tasman Sea. Which will turn the sea blood red, which is another biblical thing. Well, I don't know about that. I'm just saying, if there's that much stuff out there, we can put, I don't know. I'll, I'll do some research before, between now and the next I, show. And I, figure I, out I what knew that would get your interest. I, I knew that would get your interest. I well, I mean, it it's would. like, what is this dust? I mean, is it just, you know, it just. Well, you said it, John. No, John, you said it. It's a generic term. You said it. It is a generic term. It's like, yeah, it's dust. Yeah, I don't know. It's just fucking dust, man. What's dust, the problem? Uh, it's dust. It's dusty it's here. It's dust. It's just dust. It's just red dust. That's <laughs> what it is. What kind of dust is it? Red dust. Um, I am amazed, though, that you hadn't even heard about this. And this is what always gets me, which makes me happy, because I know that if you had not heard about this red dust, and let's face it, it is spectacular to see those pictures. You'll find them in the show notes at noagendashow.com. While you're there, you might want to consider donating to the show, because I I bet you a lot of people out there didn't know about this red dust in Sydney either about the magnetic poles swapping around. This is what we do. We are media assassins. We go out, we hit people in the mouth, and we look at ass on Fox. And that is surely worth a donation. That is. And while we're on the topic, I might as well mention some people that donated this last uh, segment, uh, including, uh, you know, I guess, Felix uh, Schindel from Zurich re- re-donated 100 Oh, thank you. That's wow. Well, he's in Zurich. It you know, it's yeah. just probably ten euros. Well, he's got a number to count. He probably does. Mm-hmm. 
Anyone with the name Felix is is usually loaded. Uh, Brian Leslie in Bremerton, Washington, sixty-seven eighty-three, and I think there was a note about what that means. I think it was like some sixty-seven fifteen, sixty-seven eighty-three. I think it was a bill, some Patriot Act number or something like that. I, I thought people were going to start telling us what these were. Well, they do, and then we don't. You know, it shows up. And, oh, by the way, if anybody's writing in the subject line "No Agenda," do not use "NA." Type the entire two words, no agenda, because when you use a search engine, you just yeah, type, type in N-A. It's a million things come up because everything with N and an A kind of shows up. So use no agenda, please. Yeah, I just agree. To- that is that is a little bit annoying. Uh, DUI-help.com in San Francisco sent us another 50 so they can get another plug. Cool. And uh, that's DUI-help. And uh, Barry Wilson of Coffs Harbor, Australia, gave us fifty. Thank you. And then there's a there's a place in the Netherlands, and you have to pronounce it. It's uh, Z A L T B O M M E L Zaltbommel. 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 There's a uh, Zaltbommel is a very famous place in the Netherlands. Yes. What is it? It's a place where they got dust. It's like a town, like Dayton? Yeah, exactly. It's the Dayton, Ohio of the Netherlands. Zaltbommel. Well, anyways, White Rabbit. Okay. Sent us $50 and then followed it up with another 25 for some unknown reason. Cool. Uh, maybe because they wanted to donate 75 And we appreciate it. Marcin Bikiza. M-A-R-C-I-N is the first name. And then the last name is B-E-K-I-E-S-Z-A. Gave okay. us 50. I can't pronounce the last name. Bikiza. I don't know what kind of name it is. I can't figure it out. But and you think it was from the area? No. Uh, that came in from Edinburgh, Scotland, properly pronounced Edinburgh. So we had a big discussion, a family discussion about this. How does E-D-I-N-B-U-R-G-H get to be pronounced Edinburgh? Edinburgh. It's pronounced, but it's Edinburgh is what they say. Edinburgh. It's Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Something like that. Edinburgh. Whatever. There's a there's a really famous uh, bar in San Francisco, which is the Edinburgh Castle, okay. and it's always pronounced Edinburgh. Okay, but it should be pronounced Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Uh, Edinburgh. Okay, here's our our big donor, the one that we have to should have called out at the beginning of the show, and we should have just given him all the credit. Uh, Cullen Chase McCarthy gave us four hundred dollars. Wow, which was nice, and awesome. I want to say. And what's interesting is Colin Chase McCarthy is in Madrid. Oh, that's very cool, dude. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Robert Lee in Clinton, North Carolina, and I bet you he gave us 100 And I'll bet you his middle initial is E. Say, I'm missing the joke. Say, he's, it would be Robert E. Lee. That's a oh, very Robert e. Southern Lee, name yes. if you're in the <clears> South, and he's in the South. He's in North Carolina. But then again, he might... Not be. He's waving he that Confederate flag. Hold on a second, John. I just want to play the theme song for a moment. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue with your donations. Robert Phillips, Jacksonville, Florida, $100. Matthew McDonald in Calgary gave us 5683, which is another code uh, bill number we lost track of. Yeah. And then uh, $50 from the OKC Defensive Tactics 
uh, Oklahoma City defensive tactics, I guess, but he's in Edmond, Oklahoma, which I believe is a near a suburb or something. And that, Oklahoma. by the way, is a whole other thing we should delve into one of these days. If you want to hear real conspiracy theories, then the Oklahoma City bombing is a huge one we should talk about, not to be overlooked. A little bookmark that we talk about that one day. Okay, we'll talk about it one day. You're going to bring them all the cornball stuff about the... Uh, by the way, I want everybody out there, if you can get, donate to the show, we appreciate it. We'll call you out if you give us 50 or more. Uh, and if you have coded numbers, send us an email and we'll try to figure out, or let us try to just be boneheads and figure it out for ourselves. But go to No Agenda Show, noagendashow.com or dvorak.org slash NA. And uh, we need more people like Cullen Chase McCarthy. And he's in Madrid, so the Americans should be saying, well, this guy's Spanish, giving these guys the Spanish economies in shambles. Oh, it's, it was the first one to go in Europe. It was, the, it was the first one to completely crumble. Absolutely. And before we forget, John, uh, the dinner on uh, this coming Saturday in Vegas is not happening, I presume. We didn't get enough people no, to sign up. No, we couldn't up. get enough. We, we were short. And it, and we actually probably we we went past the booking date, so everybody's going to get their money back. I'll, I'll put the well, refund. everybody like all four people like big deal. No, oh, every, there was a fifth one that showed up. Oh, there out. was a fifth one, but it was too late. We needed ten to, to, to even be able to play for our to pay for our plane tickets and uh, and lodging. Yeah. And so it's anyway, not like a big we'll, money we'll maker. It, well, we won't do this at such a last minute. This was kind of thrown together sloppily. It was poorly done. It was poorly executed. Well, then why don't we execute properly for once? Well, you know, we're not, we're not that talented. <laughs> yes, all we are is red dust in the wind. Oh, you finally found it. <laughs> finally, it, it took me long forever. enough. I know. <laughs> so um, anyway, noagendashow.com. We appreciate it. And uh, org slash NA. And you'll have the buttons there and click on those. And we'll, we'll add some new buttons this week. And because uh, some people want like 20, you know, there's, I've gotten requests for the weirdest things. Well, we're going to have to go along with inflation. We have to start upping these numbers because, you know, a buck just ain't what a buck used to be when we started this show. As a matter of fact, it's not the way the dollar, the American dollar is going. That's probably why the Europeans don't have as much. You know, it's, you know, at some point the the uh, the Felix uh, Schindels and the uh, and the uh, Colin Chase McCarthy's they're going to be able to like put in five euros and we're going to be getting a five hundred dollar donation yeah except it won't buy all that much over here that's the only problem <laughs> it's not going to buy that much not that much water for you so what do you think by the way we're talking about uh people in zurich what do you think about the fact that uh roman polanski was arrested on behest of the united states in switzerland oh recently you mean today you're kidding me or last night one of the in the last day or so I, had, I didn't know that happened. The top story on the blog right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't read your blog. Uh, you good stuff on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. That's and weird. He was arrested in Zurich. But why was he arrested? Just as the Schindel uh, uh, <laughs> donation came in. <laughs> hmm. Coincidence? Ah, read the book. I don't know. You tell me. What's the significance of it? Well, it's, I mean, he's been floating around Europe all the all this while for like thirty years, right? Yeah, and he steps out, of, and he, but he's always in the EU, and so he steps into Switzerland, and the Swiss, which usually don't do the bidding of the United States, they're pretty independent. I mean, well, that's ever since, well, no, I don't know. Ever since that IRS thing came down, where they had to disclose four four or five thousand names of people who had Swiss bank accounts, maybe there's like, hey, and you know what? While you're at it, get us Roman Polanski, bitch. Come on, Switzerland. That's what could be happening. Or something's up. 
I mean, it's some, there's something behind this because, I mean, yeah, the Roman Polanski thing, there's actually a very good documentary done on Roman Polanski uh, on PBS that showed that he was basically a patsy for uh, for some judge. I mean, some judge had a hard on, as it were. Yeah, and, uh, it was probably a real child molester. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Whatever the case, um, uh, this is an old, you know, this is old. This is old. And the fact that it's not just... Uh, you know, dead letter by now. Or just yeah, that all of a sudden it just pops up. That is kind pops of Pops up out of the blue yeah, that is and gets a lot of ink. Yeah. And Polanski's now coming back, apparently. Mm. He's 76. Yeah. Throw that guy uh, in jail. And what what was it? He had sex with his babysitter who was underage? No, yeah, some 13-year-old. I thought it was a 15-year-old. But well, by the way, it's disgusting. Years. I mean, that is totally wrong. But, of course, we can have uh, uh, the, the Phillips woman on Oprah saying, oh, yeah, you know, my dad boned me. You know, it's it's all floating around in the air, John. There's all the, and then we got the priest screwing little boys. I mean, we're sick. We're sick. We're sick. We're totally sick. <laughs> no wonder the red dusk is coming to kill us. We have to be exterminated. So, most people aren't engaging in anything. Let's face it. <sighs> no. But, all right. Uh, so they're gonna bring him back, and that's gonna be well. Maybe he'll direct a movie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He can he can do uh, District Nine Part Two. <laughs> District uh, 9 We've come full circle I just sent you a link Which I'm going to put in the show notes We don't have time today To discuss the whole thing It's an interview About this woman named Siebel Edmonds Who was a whistleblower Who was a Turkish Farsi translator For the FBI um, And she has done A full-blown expose On corruption Espionage uh, Which involves um, Congressmen It involves uh just all kinds of money. Turkey apparently is like some spider in the web when it comes to sending information to the Israelis, to the Saudis, to the Russians, to the Iranians. And you've got to read this interview. So they, they, uh, the full interview was printed in the American Conservative. And uh, she was the most gagged woman in America at one point and couldn't talk about anything. It's the Rand Corporation. It's just how all this money and information flows, how it's bought and sold, and how it all runs through Congress and through all these jackasses who are now czars or special envoys who were in previous administrations. You've just got to read it. Maybe we can talk about it on Thursday, John. I just really wanted to bring it up because it's... Oh, yeah, and uh, you're going to put a link in the show notes? Link in the show notes at noagendashow.com. It's just outstanding journalism, although it's really a, a Q&A. It's just basically an interview. It's not it, even yeah, it, but but you know to get the woman and to and to publish it, I think is is really good. American conservatives turning out to be a pretty good magazine. Yeah, it's not bad. And then the one other thing I'd like to uh, just point out: we had the G twenty. Of course, the G twenty now being hailed as uh, by uh, a number of leaders as this is the this is the organization who is going to fix the global economy. We will have a global a global unit. And we will rule everything and we'll make it all better. So that's now the G20. It's sticking. The marketing messaging has worked. So this, of course, uh, took place in Pittsburgh, which has some historical significance, actually. But I don't want to get into that. Um, And for the first time, uh, they used an acoustic weapon on American citizens. Besides the gas. Uh, yeah, and it wasn't tear gas. It was some other nasty it type of gas. Pepper, it was the stuff they used to use in the 60s on the students at the University of California. Let me see. This is the... Uh, I love the voice, by the way. I'd love to get a jingle of that voice. Citizens, go away, disperse, disperse. And then they turn on this <laughs> web. That, too. It's great. Yeah. 
Let's turn on the turn on your weapon. <laughs> I love this thing. And of course, John, you'd have no problem because you'd be like, I have my handy earplugs, Smithers. <laughs> Let me put them in my ears. You can't hurt me. This thing can actually cause aneurysms. This is, I mean, it of course doesn't translate onto a YouTube video or other recording. I hereby declare this to be an unlawful... It's like Stephen Hawkins sitting there. I hereby <laughs> declare this to be an unlawful assembly. Unlawful assembly? Isn't that like in the in the in in our Bill of Rights? Pittsburgh Chief Police, I hereby declare this to be an unlawful assembly. By order of the city of Pittsburgh Chief Police, I hereby declare this to be an unlawful assembly. Now, that is, that's the kind of shit that you would see in District 9. I mean, seriously. That's just, that, I mean, an un- unlawful assembly. And there was just a bunch of kids milling around the park. And they, they were they're driving down city blocks with people with, you know, kids on bikes and babies out on the porch. And they're blasting this fucking sound cannon at people. order all those assembly to immediately disperse. You, you must leave the immediate vicinity. Crimes code. If you remain in this immediate vicinity, you will be in violation of Pennsylvania Crimes Code. No matter what your purpose is. That's just scary. It's just scary. Make it sound worse. No matter what your purpose is. That's just scary. I'm sorry. It's disgusting. It's yeah. ridiculous. The fact that the public, they should find out who these people are that, that even invited the G20 into town, and they should vote them all out of office. Why are these people running for Why were these people in office? How do they get reelected? Well, of course, they all throw their hands. It wasn't my fault. But the fact is they should be run out of office as fast as they can and put somebody new in. No, John, you're wrong because you're being unpatriotic. You're being unpatriotic because the G20 is saving the world. Are you out of your mind? Mind? Hey, hey, hey! So, but anyway, go to noagendashow.com and give us some, uh, we need some uh, contributions, and we'll play more stuff like this to make you even more depressed. But you don't have to be, because the rainbow children are rising up. They are coming into their true, the higher vibrations. Yeah, you can, you can laugh about it, John, but you've got one of them. I, I met your daughter. She's a rainbow child. She's a baker and makes a mess. <laughs> okay, that too. But that's okay. Because you know what? Even when the rainbow children come to save the world, we will need bread and cake. Yeah, and the funny thing is, well, here's the thing. So she made, it was my son's birthday, so she made a carrot cake because that's what he wanted. And she hates carrot cake. So she, she can't be all bad if she hates carrot cake. No, she's not. I'm telling you, my daughter, your daughter, they are the ones who will care. They are going to, the light will overcome the dark. All we have to do is think positive. Uh. And, and, and balance some <laughs> think rocks. positively. That's what we need. Ba- here it is. Think positive, balance some rocks, and keep watching ass on television. <laughs> Have a good day. From Gitmo Nation West in San Francisco, California, still under threat of eminent domain, I'm Adam Curry. Gitmo Nation Pacific Northwest, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday right here on No Agenda.